A while back, Andreas GM sat down for an interview with Erik Ronström, the creator of the setting for Forbidden Lands. This is the result. Welcome, dear listeners. My name is Andreas Lundström, and I am the GM of Sweden Rolls, and I'm sitting here with Erik Granström. Welcome. Thank you. Who is the uh, the main creator of the setting of Forbidden Lands? Is that correctly put? That's correct. Yes, and also the some adventures uh, that come with the game. Exactly. Uh, more specifically, the Raven's Purge, right? The yeah, the Raven's Purge campaign. Yeah. The so. main epic adventure. Yeah, campaign exactly. for Forbidden Lands. Uh, well, why don't we start off with you giving a short presentation of yourself as an author and also player, writer of, of um, uh, RPGs. Okay. Uh, I, am, uh, I started out with uh, pretty early in the 70s with uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the first edition. I had a friend. I was studying mathematics at the time at the university and a friend took it home from the US. So we played that for a couple of years, and then when it came to Sweden in the 80s, uh, as the game uh, Drakar och Demoner, which was the big game at the time, uh, I, I had material, and a friend of mine uh, was writing stuff for, for the company, Eventyrspel. So I thought, okay, why don't I use the stuff I already have lying around, and offer that uh, to them, and they wanted it. So I, I put together an adventure that I called Svavel Winter, which is the winter of sulfur. Which uh, turned out uh, uh, turned into sort of a classic. Uh, in those oh, I would say it's the circles. most classic. <laughs> I would definitely say it's the most popular and most uh, classic of all the uh, campaigns written for any Swedish RPGs ever. <laughs> okay, that's it, it, is, it is very often mentioned as as the top one, actually. <laughs> yes. Okay. So anyway, I, I had no thought about that, of course, at the time. I sort of did that between two jobs that I had. But uh, it was it was good and appreciated. So uh, it was the first one in, in a campaign of I think five parts that uh, ended with the fifth conflux, which is kind of a big event in that world. And uh, then uh, a couple of years later, I um, I wrote novels. I had already written a novel actually before that. Uh, but then I thought, okay, so I'll write novels based on the the game material. And uh, I concluded that just a couple of years ago. And that turned out to be four novels totaling 2,300 2, pages. So also, I'm very happy that I sort of concluded that one as well. Yeah. And uh, then there's a lot of spin-off from that. The, the uh, Fria Ligan, that also produces um, Forbidden, Lands. Forbidden Lands, they made a game called Svavel Winter specifically for that setting. And that was their first game, actually, as a company. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a really nice game. I think it deserves more love than it has gotten. Yeah, I think it, well, the problem, if, if it's a problem, is that you have to sort of read a lot about the setting before you start, which is quite the other way around in Forbidden Lands. Yeah. That one of the specifications there was that you should be able to just start from scratch and, you know, get to know the world while you play. So anyway, um, then I also I made a, I have this t-shirt which says Svavle Winter, which is a metal uh, dark metal band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we also made now a, uh, an album, a metal album. Available on Spotify. 
No, it's not actually. It's, not. it's, it's, it's available on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Check out Bandcamp. Right, uh, or you can order the CD. So anyway, that, that, I love that too. So and that was an old uh, role play that made that. And I sort of discovered the band after it was formed and already yeah. had produced one album. So I, I wrote all the texts for that one. The, the one, Mercury's Teed, is called The Time of Darkness. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, it's great. The funny thing with, with Svavel Winter, which was written, the original adventure was written in 1987. Or, or released, published. Yeah. Published in yeah. uh, 87. That it's still around. So I'm listening weekly to an, another pod that uh, plays those old adventures now every week. And that is also very, uh, very popular. Yes, it's the most uh, it's the, the most uh, popular Swedish uh, RPG actual play podcasts. Yeah, uh, we yeah. spelled all spell, yes. Yeah, so this yes. is, and it's, it's so. But okay, so apart from from writing novels and RPGs, I also I'm a trained veterinarian from start, and I work a little with that, uh, which sort of you can see in the adventures and novels if if you know what to look for. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I also. Um, but but I sort of deviated from that as well. So I worked into the in in the computer industry for like ten years, and then I now I write stuff full time. Yeah. Uh, like when you create a setting, which you've done numerous times, what where do you start out? Uh, do you write some central myths, uh, a synopsis of the history, uh, the cultures, uh, important NPCs, uh, stories? Yeah. What's the, the first thing? Yeah, the thing is what I do, and that goes for the novels as well is that I sort of gather a lot of input first in a sort of uh, in a heap on the floor basically where everything is just lying around and then I sort of dig around when I have stuff that I like and I try to sort it out and get some kind of pattern in it and then when it sort of I have to do that and it's really frustrating often until I see get an idea wait this is what I could do with this you know like if I put this there and this there and then connect okay. this then I sort of get an idea and then you can sort of start what do you say, Nista? Yeah, you start to to wrap it wrap it up. Yeah, unfold it. Yeah, sort of. It yeah. unfolds by itself after yeah. that. Yeah, okay. And then you sort you of see the patterns, yeah, so you exactly. start following yeah. them. Yeah. When you, okay. And then you perhaps I do. I don't do a very um, a very uh, you know, I don't draw the setting too closely at first because then I'm I'm locked into it. Yeah. So I wanted to be a little vague at start and then sort of. The narrative comes, and then the setting comes, and it sort of gives each other. Okay, so yeah. it it's it almost feeds from itself. Exactly, and it has to, you know, feed the parts have to feed each other. Yeah. So I don't do a very, you know, elaborate thing at first because then it's kind of okay. dead to me. Okay. I'm I'm mostly a narrative person, so. Oh, that sounds very interesting. Very interesting. So it's it's really a combination of all of these things that I mentioned. Basically, you you let them yeah. feed off each other. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, what what was there in that pile? What was the inspiration from the start? What what did you have in that pile on the floor? Yeah, the the first parts in the pile were were of course the specifications from Free League, of course, which yeah. were you know uh, it was supposed to be a very uh, closed off part of the world, very sort of backward. It was isolated from civilization, and it, it should uh, have you know in the game. Uh, I don't know how familiar listeners are, but. There's a concept called the blood mist, that before the game starts, the the lands have been sort of covered in the mist that eats people at night, so you can't travel. That's because we wanted every part of the land to be isolated, and Mm. they don't know what happens in other parts. 
that sort of was added afterwards because I didn't plan that first. But then oh. Free League said, we, well, we want it you know, to be isolated so people should know the other parts. Okay, so we'll add something. So I thought for it about it and then came up with this blood mist thing. So yeah. That wasn't there from start, for instance. Okay. So you can always add stuff. The, 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 the trickier thing is not to paint yourself into a corner at all times. Yeah. And I was, kind of learned that during the years. Mm. The hard, the hard way. The hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Having been in a corner or two. Exactly. Okay, I see. <laughs> but what was? Did you draw inspiration from classic literature or from uh, artworks or from other RPGs or what? Yeah, I, I usually take a lot of inspiration from different things. You, you can usually, if you, if you want to cre create a far, uh, a country in in an RPG and you want it to be something different from everything else. You can take basically what you can do is take two civilizations that don't know of each other in history yeah. and mix them. For instance, in in the old RPG I made, I took uh, um, Inca people and uh, Polynesians, you know, and oh, then okay. I mixed those and you sort of get something new from it. While oh, okay. you can still recognize what this is about, but it, you get new things. Oh, okay, and is it also Tracorian a, a mixture of? I think I read somewhere. Old, uh, like old Renaissance Italy yeah. and uh, uh, ancient, like Babylonia, Sumeria. So, so in, in the old RPG, that all the gods there are from from old Sumeria. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and a lot of the family intrigue, I guess, from the Renaissance Italy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's, there's uh, tons of things there, and the funny thing is that I had uh, this uh, primeval, uh, primi what do you call, primeval monster called Tiamat. Yeah. And somebody said, well, you stole that from Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I said, no, Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> stole, stole it from, from the Sumerians. Yeah, exactly. So that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is the, the main evil god in Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. It's a big dragon, isn't it? So. It's kind of a queen dragon. Yeah, I think so. It's the, the, the most evil, the most powerful of the most evil Yeah, but, but in Sumerian so, yeah. mythology, it's like 4,000 years old. Yeah. That's a primeval monster that yeah. the world, world was made from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's, that's what I used. <laughs> um... So the Free League wanted the game to be um, the uh, adventure sites and all, all the villages to be isolated. Yes. 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 That was there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But that came pretty late. You know, there were before that there were things like uh, uh, you should be able to play every adventure in several ways. There shouldn't okay. be, you know, one way to, to solve it. And you should also be able to just go in there and kill everybody or you should be able to negotiate your way through it okay, if you want to, yeah. you know, to, to support different styles, basically. Okay, so, and the, the, the idea of not, not placing the, the adventure site and the other places uh, on a fixed place on the map. Yeah. Was that from, from there? Yeah, or that was from Free League. Actually, okay. <laughs> I had placed more things on the map. And yeah. also the adventure sites. Actually, I had a place. You know, I had to think about one place when I wrote them. Yeah. But then, of course, I knew that they, these would be moved around. Yeah, okay. And I've had some discussions with, people, with players. And, and I said, you know, even though there's not a forest, right? There isn't one in the adventure, but you can't see a forest on the map. Well, you can put a little small forest, you know, in your hex. Oh, okay. You don't have to you know, follow yeah. the map like that. So you, you And can... I also had many questions via email to yeah. you when I when I created the uh, the campaign for, for, for the guys in Sweden Rolls. Yeah. Like, well, I know no places are fixed, but I would like to know, in your mind, where have you fixed You're this place? You're not the only one to ask that, I can tell you. <laughs> and I can... Uh, 
You know, I don't think Free League does. They don't want me to say that because, and I can see why. Yeah, of but, course. You know, if somebody yeah. asks me privately, sure. I mean, and, and yeah. I don't, perhaps I don't have just one place, but I have an idea where I would put it. You know, yeah, but exactly. I'm not saying that's the best. Exactly, place. exactly. And as long as you don't answer them, it is supposed to be placed no, 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 there. No, no, then no, no. I don't and, think and there's no like problem. Not like that at all. When I, when no. I, not with my old adventures. You know, I I, I think the. The players and the the game master they should be really free. Whatever works is fine with me. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, when I interviewed uh, Thomas Harenstam, he told me about the upcoming supplements about making maps to the north, south, east, east and west. Yes. Uh, will you be involved in those settings as well? I think so. I mean, we haven't um, contracted anything. We didn't do that for this one either, but. Uh, we, we've been talking about it. We will start to the west, I believe. Yes. And then I don't know if... It, did you say four supplements? Because we have discussed whether it's three or four, you know, what... what to okay, do yeah, well, he he said that probably four. At okay. least yeah. three, probably because four. Because to the east, there's a sea, you know. So yes. I thought perhaps you should do the east and the north. Whatever, uh, okay. He talked about an archipelago yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Like doing yeah. some... Sure. Some archipelago. So, but I, I don't think... We have discussed it, you know, how to do it. But we will uh, definitely do supplements, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, before that, will you write any more adventures uh, besides Raven's Purge? Or uh, it's not planned. It's not planned. So I will now see, you know, how these are received, and you know, discuss it. I'm really delighted to hear you with people playing those. I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and see what people say. My players were they were very excited. They said, "Why should we play another game for season two? Why don't we continue with this?" Yeah, that's so strange. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna. We're going to finish this campaign yeah. before we move on to other games, probably. So yeah. season two will will very, very likely be a continuation of this campaign in Forbidden Lands, okay. actually. Yes. That's nice to hear. And I think, you know, it's, there's a lot of complications. What I also tried to do was that uh, every kin, which is orcs and elves and dwarves, etc., should have an internal uh, strife. Yes. So there's in all these kins, there are always people thinking this and others thinking that, and they don't really get along, and they try to, you know, they might even war with each other. And they also, some like uh, another kin, some want to kill everybody on the other kin, yeah. and so on. So I wanted this, you know, internal strife so you can support either camp. Yeah, exactly. And decide. And some are more aggressive, some want yeah. to negotiate exactly. more. Exactly. That's very interesting. Um, so about. Um, is there anything more about Forbidden Lands you, you would like to to talk about? So that was the end of my questions concerning Forbidden Lands. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, I'm mostly eager now to see how it you know how it turns out in play. Yeah. Actually. So. Yeah. So um, is there something special you're curious about uh, when you will I hopefully listen to us when we, <laughs> yes. when we start yeah, to play? Well, yes. I, I think I'm mostly curious about whether this fantasy setting in uh, Forbidden Lands will turn out to be unique or if it's just another fantasy setting. Because I had to use these uh, existing uh, tropes, you know, orcs yeah. and elves and dwarves, etc. But I tried to really try to do something unique with them. So uh, I, I really mean, feel there's a unique take great, on yeah. each kin, definitely, yeah. especially so can, the halflings I'm and goblins. Really, I'm really happy with the halflings because they sort of, <laughs> and I know... They sort of pissed me off, and <laughs> the others too. They're just too nice. So I thought oh, that's a double nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. I, I really think you have you have developed a, a, a take of your own on them. Okay. Definitely, yeah. especially with the with the history of the Kims and yeah. why some are allied, why some are at war or dislike each other and stuff yeah. like that. And I think what I, what, I, what I have seen in the discussion so far is that many like the orcs. They sort of think these have been slaves and they are kind of righteous, even though they're brutal. They kind of yeah. they feel with them, you know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like that, yeah. Know? Exactly. Um, uh, when you when you sit down to write, do you have any like rituals? Do you always use the same pen, or always <laughs> a fresh cup of coffee? Always sit at the same place or same chair? Something yeah, like I that? actually sit right right here when I sit now at my table. You know, my where I eat as well, and I usually write to music. I I have these lots of uh, playlists. I choose the right one for the for the mood. Yeah. So I do, and I usually. Uh, uh, light two candles if it's dark outside to sort of get into the mood and i try to mm. get into the mood as much as possible but uh, no rituals really i write on the computer so i don't really need a pen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> i do a lot of sketching though with pen first okay yeah. so i have, I, have uh, I try to find some kind of um software to use and there's pretty good ones around but i also always go back to you know just scribbling on papers and having them lying around yeah <laughs> making uh, castle maps and stuff like that yeah and it's yeah. my pile you know i have you know these flow flow charts with things people knowing each other this way and that way and yeah that's and uh, yeah. um, what are you writing on at the moment at the moment i'm working on a novel which is not fantasy at all actually it's more in the nowadays but it's it's is kind of uh, uh contrafactual nowadays okay so it's, so it's the the roman uh, republic is still up and running in our days. The Roman Republic. Yes. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Here in Uppsala. <laughs> Here in Uppsala. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> and will it be a series or a single novel? That, that, my aim is to make a single novel this time. <laughs> okay. But the thing with the fantasy novels, I had so much material, so I sort of yeah. realized this has to be several books. Someone told me that publishers nowadays they they wish for series because they're much easier, oh. much cheaper to to uh, do PR for because if you've if you've established a series for the first book you yeah. only have the the PR cost for the first book and then the other ones mo more or less yeah. Uh, yeah I think this is a kind of a, is there are pros and cons there because I think the cons are that you will never get more readers than you get the first book so it no. will trail off you know yeah it always does and and at the end of a long series you, you you may feel obliged to publish them even though they don't pay anymore yeah I know that has happened. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> I see. Okay, so we have some uh, some quick questions okay. to finish up sure. off with. Uh, first, uh, what is your favorite RPG, not written or something that you've been involved in? I have, yourself? you know, I have a, almost a played fantasy. Uh, uh, this this uh, uh, a Swedish system called Westmark, which I used when I played. And I also like a lot. I haven't played them, but I like these uh, these new games that have come up, uh, Aventure and Fantasy, which are for beginners and children. Oh, I yes. think that's a great thing because then you can sort of start with the small children yeah. and get them hooked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so th there's a lot of good stuff going on here in Sweden. I don't really know what's going on outside Sweden. To I be honest. Yeah, well, I think Sweden is one of the um, well. Clapping ourselves on the shoulder a bit now, yeah, but I, I think, factor, that, I think like, yeah. like per capita, Sweden is the most yeah, uh, prominent yeah. uh, RPG, both for yeah. players and for creators. That and metal. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, Finland might be. Oh, Finland, they, they are red, red metal. Okay, we'll give them that. So, is fantasy your favorite genre? No, it's not. For, when I read novels, if I read fantasy, sort of fantasy kind of what do you call that? Fantastic. Okay, and and but I was thinking more in the terms of RPG playing. Yes. Um, or maybe it's sci-fi that, that then anyway. That is fantasy, yes. Okay. I do play some board games with my children. Yeah. So we played, uh, but that's more, you know, if it's, uh, <laughs> I'm a very bad loser, so <laughs> I prefer, you know, cooperative games. Yeah, like, I see. Uh, what do you call it? Pandemic Legacy and things like that. Uh, okay, I see. <laughs> it's easier to find someone to play with for you then. A second time at A least. second time, yeah. <laughs> Uh, some yes or no questions. Uh, music while role playing, yes or no? Yes. 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 Snacks during sessions, yes or no? Sure. If, as long as you keep the stuff clean. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So non-sticky, th- non-sticky stuff. stuff. Yeah. Uh, alcohol during ses- sessions, yes or Not no? Not really. No. No. Never no. Uh, GM or PC? Oh, I, mostly I've been the the game master. Yeah. Mm? I think that's kind of my thing. It's very when I do play as a player, it's really nice because it's oh this is co- this is comfy. Yeah, I just have to react to everything. Well, that was the end of my questions, Eric. I thank you very much for taking your time to to talk to us and giving uh, our listeners a peek into your world and your mind <laughs> okay. as a creator. Thanks for having me. Thank you, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.